My name is Jenny, and I'm a wife and mom raising two kids. But I used to live a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I said goodbye to TV and hello to motherhood, I suddenly discovered what we moms are up against. We live in a world that tells us to be rich and famous, thin and successful. You know, almost nobody says, oh, hey, you're a mom? That is fabulous. But you are fabulous, and I'm here to tell you why. It's Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yes, we are here for you. It's true. And today I need somebody here for me. Jorge, it's been a difficult hour or so. <laughs> Look, I know that I am a blessed person. I'm fortunate, but I've had a bit of a struggle for the last couple hours. And I think to myself, you know, this morning and then on into the afternoon, I thought about every mom out there. Um, and I want you to know we do have a treat coming up for you today. We have a person who is an author and a speaker and has mentored other mothers for years and has quite a story herself of uh, child abuse. Believe it or not, she was conceived as the result of rape. Um, so she understands people's pain. And she's also written a book called The Making of a Mom. And we are going to try to use that book today to help you and inspire you and give you tips to further you in your motherhood, point by point. Uh, Stephanie Schott is her name, and she comes up with some fabulous stuff to help you. And I'm, I'm just hoping that if you stick around, there is a point in there that you think, oh, my goodness, did I need this today? Um, there are things about control, maybe over try, trying to over control your child's life because it feels out of control. There are things about being overwhelmed and what to do if you're overwhelmed, about feeling imperfect as a mom and what to do in those situations and how to forgive yourself. So they're just wonderful advice. And I know Stephanie is going to be a help and a blessing to you. So stick around for her. But let me just finish my point because I hope that this is also going to be a help to somebody out here there today as well. I, I was um, multitasking as usual, you know, letting the dogs outside multiple times because we have a basset hound who thinks he's a camel. So he literally will sit in front of a bowl like a giant like mixing bowl and drink the whole thing. And then he leaves Lake Michigan on the floor if you, if you don't let him out every 70, no, not even, not even seven, every 42 minutes he wants to be let out. Uh, is, uh, so anyway, I'm multitasking, cleaning up, doing stuff in my children's room to make it look pretty and clean it up, um, helping with, with uh, preparing them for school, getting them off to school, doing um, some prayer time and some time in the Bible and uh, getting some things organized for our family. Then I'm putting something in the crock pot. Now, meanwhile, I'm also trying to put together a show and actually four shows because we often pre-tape a lot of shows on Mondays and I'm doing all this and doing stuff in the refrigerator and cleaning up the, some last minute dishes and um, planning dinner and planning the next day's dinner and um, you know cleaning up the mess from the weekend and I thought in my moment of being tempted to feel sorry for myself <laughs> I thought about all the moms out there and I said oh my gosh do I and I say gush that's my way of avoiding the word gosh, which is really just one step away from God when we say that. So I say, oh my gosh. Um, as this was unfolding, as I was tempted to feel sorry for myself, as I was feeling slightly overwhelmed as a multitasking mom, uh, you know, clothing and wash was involved somewhere in all of this as well. Um, I thought there are so many moms out there who never hear how important their job is, who never hear that there are other women who uh, get frustrated too, but that we want to lock arms with you and encourage you because you are literally holding one of the most important positions on the planet. 
by raising the next generation because we need you to do it well so that our world can continue in good fashion and better than good fashion. We need people who help our world. And so I thought, march on, sister. That's what I wanted to say to every mom out there today who feels overwhelmed or feel like nobody notices that all that she's doing and the taxi driving and the boo-boo kissing and the the high school homework help and the the conferences and the award ceremonies and the sports and the athletics and and trying to piece together all the money for those things and keep the house pretty and make nutritious meals and take your children to the doctor and teach them godly principles about life and pray with them and I mean just you know and if you have a spouse trying to make sure that you're catering to him and all the ways that he needs to be catered to and and helping your neighbors and helping your tr- I mean oh my goodness and I thought as I was feeling overwhelmed I really just need to give a shout out to moms today to say you need to be told how important your job is repeatedly you need to have someone come alongside you and cheer you on and say march on sister on the days when you're overwhelmed because there will be fruit as you put all of this work into raising your children even if it's cleaning up spilled cereal you're doing something to keep your children alive and well and uh, help them to thrive and help our world and uh, glorify god really so i thank you for all that you do and i want you to know i get overwhelmed all the time to the point of falling down on the floor and crying you probably i should just put that up on videotape sometime just so you can see i'm a troubled woman myself (laughs) i'm not a perfect mom okay that's enough of me I want to get on to you and to our guest, Stephanie Schott. I often have musical introductions to our guests. Today I do not have one because I thought that her principles were so important to get to. I just wanted to get right into them. Stephanie is the author of The Making of a Mom. She's also a conference speaker, a mentor, a Bible teacher. She's been ministering to women for over 20 years. She feels very strongly about moms mentoring moms because we don't have as much of that as we used to. I'm going to just stereotype here and people can disagree with me, but women used to work together shucking corn and and gathering around quilts and everything else. And now that we have careers, that doesn't happen as much to come alongside each other and pass along help and encouragement and advice from mom to mom. She has been called upon by television and radio hosts to share her story because it includes a decade of child abuse, her conception as the result of rape, And then, of course, as we said, her ministry to moms and mentoring through the MOM Initiative, and that's mom.o.m, the acronym, uh, of which she is the founder. So with no further ado, we want to welcome Stephanie Schott to Channel Mom. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you, Jenny. What a privilege to be with you. I'm so excited. Yeah, and I'm sure you got, even though I wasn't super articulate in my little commentary there, I'm sure you understood what I was trying to say about how moms are suffering in their kitchens and their laundry rooms and their living rooms and their cars, and they don't have everybody to say, you go, honey, you keep going, you know, you're doing a good thing. I was so tracking with you on that whole intro. It was wonderful because that just seems to be where so many moms live right now, you know? Yeah, yeah, so much in their lives. I love to have our guests identify with our guests, or I'm sorry, I love to have our audience identify with our guests. And so I I ask you first to tell your personal story so they can know that you're not coming at them with the perfect book of points that they have to follow to be Patricia Perfect, but rather that you came from a place of pain and now you're turning around and trying to, to, you know, make that pain into something that's a ministry and you're helping other moms. So can you tell folks your personal story, Stephanie? 
Oh, absolutely, Jenny. Yeah, my life was really a train wreck. Was, it was pretty messy. I was conceived, as you said, as a result of a rape. And growing up knowing that can can really kind of put a scar on your heart when it comes to any kind of um, ideas of, of self-worth. And um, I remember knowing where I came from and just thinking about, wow, I should have never been. I really was a woman's worst nightmare, not just an unplanned pregnancy, but a woman's worst nightmare. Can I, can I interrupt and ask, did, did your mother explain this to you, and how did she explain it to you? She did. You know, I had a great mom and dad who raised me. They loved me as their own, and I can remember her telling me um, how I was adopted, and it was a beautiful way that really related to a two-year-old. She started when I was really young, Okay. and she um, let us go to the, the the pound where we got a puppy, and we picked up the puppy, took it home, and I got to name it. And then um, she told me, she said, you know how we got to go to the store, I mean to the you know puppy store and pick up the puppy and bring it home and make it ours and name it? Well, that's how we got you, and, and we got to name you. You weren't just expected, you were selected, and you're special. And she, so she really kind of laid a foundation of being important, but at the same time, as I got a little older, I started asking questions about my birth mom. And... Um, she felt very um, strongly that as I asked questions, she needed to be very much um, honest and upfront with the answers because one day she knew that I probably would find out and she wanted to make sure that I found out from her rather than some other source. Yeah. And so she just gently would answer those questions along the way and tell me that, you know, first I was um, a pregnancy that she couldn't handle and she didn't, you know, wasn't going to be able to raise me on her on her own, and then she went into where I came from as I got a little older and a little bit you know, more able to deal with those kind of um, terms and circumstances. Wow. I mean, were you just shocked when you found out that that's the way your mother came about having you? Yeah, I was pretty crushed um, because at that point, by that age, see, from the time I was three until the time I was about 12 or 13, I experienced a decade of sexual abuse from two other people in my family so I could relate to the feelings of being violated and um, just just what she must have experienced and then that she chose life for me and and you know so it was kind of a double-edged sword for me you know to see not only what I was experiencing but um, to know that my birth mom, that's how I came about. And um, it was pretty tough. Yeah. But, but, but I'm glad you told people so they can understand where you come from. That, that's just huge. And the fact that your mother did choose to give you life. Were you, did you ever catch up with her? Were you ever able to thank your biological mom? For- I was. I, the Lord just gifted me with this uh, introduction to my birth mom. I was 27 years old, and I kind of wanted to find her and, and know her. And um, the doorway was open for that. We met. I found out she was a powerful, praying Christian woman who said oh. she prayed for me my whole life. Oh. And uh, it was it was beautiful, Jenny. It was just um, wonderful. We we spent years going back and forth, spending time with each other. Um, she would come stay at my house for a couple of weeks. Her and her other um, daughter. And it was pretty cool to find out I had a half sister. I actually had two half sisters and a half brother. Yeah. So. Um, it, it was really neat, and it was a beautiful relationship that we had. She died this past year as a result of cancer, but um, I just was so blessed to be able to know her for all of those years. Yeah, you were, and you're 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 a beautiful woman outside and in. I, I uh, you know, folks want to go to 
channelmom.com later to to see a snippet of your interview. We'll put up your picture on the video. Um, you're beautiful, and so uh, it, it's it's fabulous that she chose life despite the the horror and the pain she went through to conceive that life. Uh, it, it but she chose the better thing, and I you know I, I, it's amazing. I'm sure it's very hard for women. I don't belittle that. I don't belittle that some women just don't want to deal with it. But I'm so glad your mother chose to give you life. That's incredible. Um, how does that now play into what you do through the mom initiative, through the book, the making of a mom, through the way in which you mentor mothers, how does your background as a girl who, you know, was conceived uh, because of a rape, who was sexually abused, who had to go through recognizing that you were adopted, um, and all of that. And so you may have felt resentful and unwanted and violated and all those things. How does that now come to bear in the way in which you minister to moms and come alongside them and mentor them? Well, I think the Lord really uses our stories when we let Him mm-hmm. to, to really feed into other people's lives, you know, to be nourishment for the souls of other souls when they're in pain and when they're walking through something you've walked through already, and um, the Lord has brought you through it. And really that's what's happened is the Lord had brought me through it. And um, for me, I spent most of my young years, my teen years, <laughs> like I said, kind of a train wreck. I was looking for love in all the wrong places. I became sexually active as a young age, and um, I was pregnant at 17, had my first child at 18, married, divorced by the time I was 19, yeah. married and divorced again by the time I was 22. And um, so I was a single mom. I was a teen mom. Then I met my husband, who I'm married to now, um, in a bar. He was a drummer in the band, and neither one of us knew Christ at the time. And we were um, we were both living crazy uh, bar room style life, and here he was a single mom, and definitely not not ministering to my child and loving my child like I should. But when I met my husband, we got uh, we got married. Well, I got pregnant again. We got married, and so after we got married, I became a Christian, and then he became a Christian 24 years later, and. Um, that's when everything changed for me, and the Lord took all of those pieces of my messy life and put them together, and now I'm, you know, I come to moms, that, and I'm not a mom who has it all together or ever has or ever will, and I'm a mom who had a really um, kind of whacked out life and made a lot of mistakes along the way, and now I get to share really from those places of pain and places of failure even more than those places of successes. And I think God just wants us to be transparent and say, there are no perfect moms, there are, there are no perfect people. Um, but I've just come to sharing what the Lord has share, shared with me and shown me over the years. Yeah, to help moms. Well, when we come back, I'm going to ask Stephanie to tell you some of the things from her book that I think will lift you up. They're very specific pointers, but they don't come from a place of strict judgment, legalism. This is the way you have to do it or you're a bad mommy. It's just good stuff that you're probably going to identify with it. You know, you're going to identify with the points she makes like what happens when you try to control your child a little too much, which I'm guilty of sometimes. So we're going to return with the author of The Making of a Mom, Stephanie Schott. So stay tuned for Channel Mom. Don't look back 
These days, couples will work for just about anything from communication Hello? to companionship, from fun Whee! to love, from passion Mwah! and purpose to good old intimacy. <gasps> What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit mary-well.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. If you are a mom who wants your kids to grow up and love going to the dentist, then I have to tell you about Pediatric Dental Group of Colorado. As a one-time patient myself and now the mother of patients, I know firsthand they understand the unique needs of children, especially when it comes to the subject of dentistry. Dr. Strange and Dr. Cathers not only care about making the dental visit fun and rewarding, they also strive to help children learn to be good dental patients. They do this by coaching the child and the parent, encouraging good oral health care, and providing high-quality dental treatment. This is accomplished in a fun and child-friendly atmosphere. All of the pediatric dentists and orthodontists have two years of additional training beyond dental school. They are board certified and specialized in the dental care of infants, children, and young adults. The dental team is uniquely qualified to take care of your child during their dental visit. The Pediatric Dental Group is proud to have locations in Arvada, Wheat Ridge, Lakewood, Lafayette, and Evergreen. You have to find out more, and you can do so at pediatricdentalgroupco.com. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. I hope that we've got some tips today and some encouragement that is going to be a help to you as a mother Maybe you're frustrated, maybe you feel stuck, maybe you've got a child who's giving you a difficult time, maybe you're going through a marital struggle, maybe you're single, uh, maybe you've been a teen mom, as our guest has, and uh, or a divorced mom, as our guest has. God bless her, man. She's had all the problems, which helps the moms out there. I mean, it's almost like God gave you the problems so you could pass it along. Welcome back, Stephanie Shot to Channel Mom. Yeah, I think I've worn about every mom hat there is. <laughs> yes, yes, but that's a good thing. That's how you're able to mentor without coming from a place on high uh, and without being preachy. So so why don't we get into the some of the nitty-gritty of the book? I'm, I'm sure, you, of course, you want people to pick it up and, and get more, but um, why don't you talk about some of the things that you get into? You know, I love the fact that you quote uh, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, uh, the fact that she once said, if you're... If you bungle raising your children, I don't think whatever else you do well matters very much. And I thought, how neat that back in the middle of the you know, 20th century, uh, somebody that high profile was explaining to people that she knew how important motherhood was. You know, I just I thought that was fabulous. And and you talk a lot about words and you don't you don't try to guilt moms and say, oh, my goodness, you've messed it all up because you've used bad words. Can you talk to moms about how you feel strongly about how mothers speak into their children's lives? Yeah, um, you know, moms have probably more influence than anyone else on the planet in the lives of their children, especially when they're young. And the words that we say are just such a powerful component to the foundations of what a child thinks of themselves and how they view not only themselves, but the world around them and other people. So, wow, what we say is so important, Jenny, to our kids. And I, I say it from a woman who thought I was going to be the mom who just, you know, never counted to three and never yelled or raised her voice and always baked her own bread. And um, I blew it big time. And the Lord really showed me the difference between when I just took that split second to think what is the end result I want to, you know, come up with here in my child's life? 
by the words I'm using. Am I going to crush his spirit or am I going to build him up? Yeah. And so so tell moms how they can get to that split second point. We've had other guests that have talked about that stop, stop, drop and roll of motherhood where you just have to stop and and sometimes drop to your knees. But even if it's literally a split second, how can you get moms to retrain their brain? And I'm included in this, by the way, to not say the thing they're going to regret later. I think it's really good to fill your mind with tools that are already there. So when you have that split second, you have something quick to draw from, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of like the quick gun, you know, over the West there. So when, when you're faced with a circumstance or a situation that you've already kind of pre-programmed your mind, rather than saying, um, I can't believe you did that, how stupid, you know, to say, okay, let's let's think about what you did and, you know, kind of retrain your vocabulary. We really need to think about that. And so I would actually just kind of journal. What what are some of the things you say that maybe you, you hope you, you don't say again to your children? Yeah. Journal that. And then right beside it, your options to speak life instead of death into the children, to, you know, your child's heart. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like it. And uh, I, I like the, let's think about what you did. That's just a way to pause, just that sentence. If, mm-hmm. if I'm about ready to tell my son that I'm mad at him for being selfish as a teenager, which, which is something I do probably much too frequently, instead I can say, all right, let's think about what you did. And mm-hmm. that, that can at least make me pause, and that's not an accusatory, demeaning statement. Um, so I like that. What about the mom out there today that feels like, oh, my goodness, my kids are, you know, 17 and 20, I feel like I've, you know, the damage is done. Is there a way for a mom to still recover? I do think there are so many ways um, to recover because it's important that we teach our children how to fail well because we all fail. And a lot of times the most important lessons we can teach our children are, are through our own mistakes and how we handle them. And a lot of times our, we get a little older along the way. Like my children are adult children, and I messed up big time. But I still go back when something comes to my mind. I'm going to go, you know, or if they'll bring something up when we're talking, I'll say, you know, we really need to go back there because I failed you in this area. And what I really want to apologize to you for what I said or what I did because that didn't honor God, and it certainly didn't speak life into your life and didn't encourage you in the ways that I wanted to. It did not show you I love you like I do because I'm crazy about you and you're amazing. <sighs> uh, we only have three minutes left. Can you tell me in the next minute, how, how do they respond to that when you say to them that you're sorry, even though they're grown? Is there resentment? Is there forgiveness? How, how do they respond? You know, my, 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 my kids are boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. They're kind of like, Mom, it's all right. It's not a big deal. But, you know, I know it was a big deal, and I can still see sometimes of the, the residual effects of some of the word choices that I use, the wrong word choices. And so I think saying that at least helps them know that you acknowledged. And their response is, I think, like salve on a wound, you yeah. know, yeah. brings healing yeah. to places that were hurt maybe by, by even the mama's words that were said. Sure. In the last two minutes before we go to break, and then at the end of the show, I'm going to let you be the announcer, and you're going to tease for everyone tomorrow's show a couple of things, how you are going to help moms 
uh, who will feel overwhelmed, how you can build character in your child. I mean, literally, how, a mom must think, oh, how can I possibly do that? You know, and the attention factor. What's too much and what's too little? I, I like that. I really liked that chapter. And uh, we'll also talk a little bit about control. But in the next, you know, minute and a half, can you just tell us uh, about the mom initiative and, and about your book and how folks can find all of these things and about mentoring mothers and how they can reach out to you and find your book and find uh, support from you? Oh, absolutely. The Making of a Mom was written to moms but for mentors because you look around and you see in women's ministries all these um, gaps, like you said earlier in, in the show, that we're not mentoring moms like we used to. And so the Mom Initiative exists to not only help the body of Christ weave mentoring into the fabric of the church, yeah. but also to help the church not live inside its Christian bubble and make mentoring missional. Mentor moms outside the four walls of the church. Those moms we we um, stand behind the line in at Walmart, and those moms at you know yeah. the bank or the grocery store, wherever we're at, to love on those moms and to love them to Jesus and to minister to them where they're at and come alongside and be a helping hand and a listening heart. So the website. So the mom exists for that. Yeah, and so the website to, and and how to find your book. Can you tell them those two things? Yes, the website is um, themominitiative.com, mm-hmm. and the, you can go to Amazon.com and get it there or um, any other of the um, books, uh, Christian bookstores online or anything like that. So it's available. Awesome. Stephanie Schott, she's going to come right back and tell you what she's going to talk about on tomorrow's show. The author of The Making of a Mom, an expert on mentoring, which we should all be doing, but we should also get mentors ourselves. So we'll be right back with Channel Mom. These days, couples will work for just about anything, from communication to companionship, from fun to love, from passion and purpose to good old intimacy. (sighs) What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit mary-well.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. Hi, this is Jenny, and I want to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Walters. She's a mom to three kids, so she understands that when you buy a home, you want a place where your family can build beautiful memories. As a real estate broker, Michelle can help you find the place you love coming home to, the right home at the best price. Whether you want to buy or sell, start your home search with Michelle Walters at SuburbanDenverProperties.com. You can also find Michelle's weekly blog, The Thinking Mom, on ChannelMom.com. Welcome back to Channel Mom. We are so fortunate to have the author of The Making of a Mom, Stephanie Schott. She's a mom mentor. She gets it. And she gets to be the one that does her little commercial for tomorrow to let you know why you need to tune in to tomorrow's show. Go ahead, Stephanie. Oh, I'm so excited about tomorrow. You won't want to miss it. We're going to talk about um, how much attention to give our kids. You know, sometimes we border on too much or not enough. And how do we determine what is the perfect amount of attention to give our kids And when we talk about control, sometimes we want to over-control our kids, and we'll talk about that tomorrow, about how how that can affect them in a negative way and how how controlling uh, issues come up in parenting. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. I can't wait until our show. Awesome. God bless you, Stephanie. Thanks for being on Channel Mom. God bless you, Mom. Have a wonderful afternoon.